Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1.34 in Evans. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. The Evans Oilers, the Dallas Stars tonight. The goaltending matchup, Miko Koskinen against Anton Hudobin. Is uh, Ben Bishop uh, has got a little bit of a tweak, so he's out for a couple days. They've reincalled uh, Jake uh, Ettinger, who uh, was with that U.S. National Development Program for a while. Uh, we will tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more, Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Now, I recently did a 630 Ched Instagram interview, and somebody sent in a question because I'm not on Instagram, so it was done through our uh, social media department at Chorus. And somebody said, Bob, the, the days in which you mention uh, the fact that the staff recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken at, at Royal Pizza, is that a day that you are signaling something's going to happen with the Edmonton Oilers? I can neither confirm nor deny that that's the case. I just want to establish that right now. Without further ado, his team is in first place in the Eastern Conference, and I might be even better next year. We welcome back to the show the general manager, president of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. Hello, Kurt. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Well, I'm hurting a bit because my Alberta Golden Bears are not going to the national championships. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. It like, came out of nowhere. It's almost like the team that lost back in 2013 where they completely overmatched a team from Ontario. I don't know if you recall the name of that team, but you were on that team. Well, I think you guys was, had two that even... That was a certain... single game, not two out of three. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you outshoot a team 53-17, you outshoot a team 41-19, you should win those two games most nights. Sure. Nine times out of ten, you will. Goaltending's an issue, uh, and that was something that you addressed, and uh, maybe you can assist Ian Herbers with moving forward with Beck Warm, but you've got a great young goaltender in Sebastian Closa that some NHL scouts have told me they envision as being a pick in the top 90 of next year's draft. Uh, 16-year-old this year in the WHL, and he's played terrifically for your team, but you wanted another veteran. You went out and got Beck Warm, and he got you a shutout on Saturday night in Red Deer. And obviously, it just, you know, we all know if you don't have goaltending, you have no chance. But when you see Beck have the type of performance he did against Red Deer, who are coming on a bit here of late, I think that speaks pretty well for your group moving forward, doesn't it? Yeah, it does for sure. I think for Beck, too, it's, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks here, he's had Friday night losses, and the next night he's bounced back and had exceptional games. So not to say that he was bad in those games he lost, but when he did and had a lot of work, the next night, you know, he came back and he won games for us uh, pretty handily. So when he's doing that, um, it's always it's always nice to see and uh, gives you that a little bit of comfort in that zone. Um, 
So you guys can, it's it's funny, you've got the goaltending, uh, you probably don't have quite the defense that you thought you were going to at the start of the year, just because you thought you were going to have Connor McDonald, um, and maybe Jackson Alexander, Jackson's been hurt most of the season, McDonald ended up requesting a trade to Kelowna, they're hosting the Memorial Cup, they're not very good, uh, and, and conversely, you brought in a guy, Sam Stewart, out of Tri-City, how are you liking the shape of your defense right now? Well, it's different. It's different from the start of the year, as you mentioned. You lose when you, you started the season. You had probably three guys that were going to be able to provide offense pretty consistently, and um, obviously, with the situation that happened with Connor McDonald and then the injuries with Alexander, it changes the dynamic a little bit. I mean, Robertson's raised his game to the next level and has been exceptional majority of the year, and then we've had some other guys really step up, and you know, Ethan Cap by McLeod when uh, Cloudy's been healthy, it's been, those guys are just veteran guys, uh, you know, are both inching towards 300 games in the league, with Capper especially, and then you got other guys like Logan Dalhaniak now, a young player who's been given a lot of opportunity and has found a way to step up and cherish some of that opportunity. So it's a different look on the back end, you know, bringing in Sam Stewart, he gives us a little bit more of a veteran, a veteran presence back there. Schaffler, we ended up keeping him at the deadline, another guy that's an older body, and then with all those older guys around, that gives you opportunities for a guy like Keegan Slaney to get in the lineup and and can you can put him in spots to succeed. So it's different from the start of the year, but uh, we're we're happy with where we're at with it. You got nine guys right now, um, double digit goal scores. I think nine, maybe ten, uh, in, in, including. Oh no, I'm I'm incorrect. You have eleven. I missed two guys. Uh, you got four guys that are twenty goal scores. Sachuk's a twenty year old for you. Another guy that would look really good at the uh, University of Alberta next year, Kurt, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but he's got some work to do here for you. He's kind of been everything you sort of envisioned when you picked him up in the offseason deal to bring him in as a 20-year-old, 75 points. He's top 10 in league scoring. He's plus 30 on the season. Uh, pretty good face-off guy as well. This guy's been a good ad for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been. He's, you know, I think for him it was when the, when the deal happened. I mean, he played behind some pretty good players there in Tri Cities. I think he was a little bit of a, a little bit of a hidden gem, just being with the center depth that they had and and the teams that they had had there the last couple of years. And you know, when he got moved here, I think for him it was, you know, it was an opportunity for him to kind of recreate his career and rejuvenate himself. And you know, he was pretty much told you're going to be a top six center here when you're made that deal we need older players we need guys that can play in that top six and he's gotten that opportunity and he came here and he ran with it right away and you know there hasn't been too many nights this season where he's been held off the scoreboard he's been pretty consistent and um for him it's interesting too because it's not often in your top line you got a 17 year old and a 16 year old and a 20 year old so for him to be able to bring those young guys along with them all year and saying that those two are exceptional players, but still it's a big job for a 20-year-old to bring that consistency to play with those guys and help those guys out every night. Well, you mentioned the the 16-year-old Dylan Gunther, and we're going to be talking about him for the next year going into the 2021 draft because he's going in the top 15, probably the top 10. He's the reigning WHL Rookie of the Month. He's a right-shot winger, and he can absolutely flat-out bomb the puck. Like, he can really shoot it. He's got six goals, seven points. uh, Sorry, six goals and seven assists in his last eight games. And you guys, I'll give you credit because I thought he should have played higher up in the lineup earlier in the year. Uh, but you take your time with him, and you're being rewarded, aren't you? Yeah, we are. I think the biggest thing for for him was learning, you know, early on in the year how to play at this level. And you know, he got a little taste of that last year. And you know, Brad and the coaching staff did a good job with, you know, 
bringing that defensive side of his game, the responsible side of his game, and showing him that if that, you take care of that, it leads to more offense. So just you know, trying to take some take some shortcuts out there, and you know, they they preached that the first couple months, and he went to the under 17s and had a great tournament. He came back, and he's been and he's been really good since. So I know we talk we talk about his shot a lot, and and you're right, it's an exceptional shot. But one of the one of the reasons I think he's had so much success this year too is his skating has just improved so much and the power in his stride and I think just the summer that he had in the gym and his ability to maintain his strength throughout this entire season I think that's one of the things that's really started to separate him as well as how how quick and powerful he actually is and it's very deceptive. We're talking to Kurt Hill. He's the president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. They're in first place in the Eastern Conference, fighting it out for top spot overall in WHL. We're talking about Dylan Gunther, the number one pick in the 2018 WHL Bantam Drafts. He's got 26 goals, 58 points, and 55 games this season. Um, is it out of a realm of possibility that he's a 40 to 50 goal scorer next year in his draft year? I don't think so. I think he's, I mean, he's got that ability to just find pucks that the puck just finds him and hits him and goes in the bat. It just seems like whenever he's on the ice, the, the puck finds him and there's something happening. And um, so, yeah, I think with opportunity, obviously with the team that we're going to have next year and the depth and his, his opportunity to play with good players again, and I think that'll all bode well for him to continue to put up numbers and we'll see where it goes next year. But I think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year next year if it happened. Well, you're going to obviously lose Sawchuck and McIndoe, but you'll likely be able to at least acquire, a, a, you know, a 20-year-old next year. I don't even even know if you need one. I mean, you're going to have, have one on D and at least a couple up front as well. But you got lots of guys returning. So uh, just just of late here, I mean, just that support scoring, if you could maybe speak to a guy who will be a 20-year-old next year is David Cope. Alistrov's up to 18 goals now. Carter Such, uh, Mark Such's son, has got 18 goals for you. McAdoo's another 20-year-old with 16 goals. Like, you kind of got a whack-a-mole offense going on right now, don't you? Yeah, we do. I mean, we feel like we got four lines that can all produce, and it seems like somebody else is raising their game kind of every week here right now. I mean, Williams has kind of found his groove back again. Um, he went through a little bit of a downspurt there after Christmas, but he's kind of got hot again. And, you know, Suchi's had some good games here, and he's starting to produce a little bit. And um, McIndoe's been one guy, too. The second half of the season, it just seems as the games have gotten more important and tighter. Um, he's a guy that's started to produce more and and provide that that physical presence that we need in those games and you know we were looking for another 20 year old this year was one of the goals was to bring a guy in that had playoff experience but had success in the playoffs as well and if you look at back at those numbers in the playoffs he's a point game guy so we just expect him to continue to elevate his game and be a guy that really helps as an older player and leader in our room drive our group in the playoffs well, you've pretty much got the, the Central Division wrapped up uh, and the Eastern Conference wrapped up. We're talking to Kurt Hill. His team is 41, 10, and 10 through 61 games. Is the schedule 66 or 68 games? 68, yeah. we got seven left. All right, so you dropped uh, down from 72, which was to ease uh, travel. You got the Spokane Chiefs coming in tomorrow. I want to mention to uh, Oilers fans uh, and... Uh, to people that are going to take that game in tomorrow with the Edmonton Oil Kings against Spokane, I'm going to give you a guy to keep an eye on, and that's Jack Finley. He's a six foot five right shot center. He's about a point per game guy for Manny Viveros. Probably a second round draft choice, but real intriguing because of the, the skill uh, at that size. Uh, 
You know, Spokane, Manny's there this year. They've got uh, Ty Smith on the back end. He's just been on fire. I think he had an eight-point game this weekend. It's going to be a challenge for you guys, isn't it? It's going to be a good game. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. I think they they play a very similar game to us, very up-tempo, a lot of puck possession. They play real fast. So um, you never know. I'd probably sit here and say it's not. I don't expect it to be a super physical game, then it'll end up being a super physical game. But you, you'd expect it to be a real fast-paced, um, quick environment, uh, lots of offense on both sides. So it should be a pretty good game. Kurt, we wish you the best of luck, and we'll uh, see you coming up here. Uh, you got just just to recap, you got uh, Spoke Wednesday night, and then Swift Friday night. Yeah, Swift at home Friday, and then the guys are down in Medicine Hat Saturday. All right. Well, uh, we'll touch base next week when uh, we see you back in Edmonton. Okay. Sounds good stuff. You bet. 146 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to conversation with Caleb Jones from the Edmonton Oilers and uh, Rick Boness as well. His comments on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, list day in Oilers history. 146 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Jajar Kara is playing a little bit better of late. Doing a good job in the PK for the Evans and Oilers. Want to mention Mark Spector joins us every Tuesday and Friday in Oilers now for the horses. Horse racing Alberta and the breeding industry. Employing Albertans, contributing to the economy, and caring for our horses. All right, so speaking of horses, the Oilers have uh, two guys that are absolute thoroughbreds up front. They're 1-2 in the NHL scoring. Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid. Here is Dallas Stars head coach uh, Rick Boness' thoughts on uh, those two. But they clearly have a great chemistry when they're on the ice. They both know how to disappear and get everyone watching the puck as they find open space and then they find each other. But they see the game at a whole other level. Again, it's just, they, they listen, they're, they're big, they're fast, they're strong, they've got great skills, hockey IQs off the chart, and uh, they're just elite players. And again, that's why I said earlier, it's going to take five guys and great goaltending to keep them off the board. Well, we, we're going to have to have a better night on the face-offs, and we're going to make sure we don't ice the puck. <laughs> and then we can control something, some of the matchups a little bit better. But uh, So we have an idea of who we want to run against them. And sometimes it's not... It's not just the forwards, just making sure we've got the right D pairing out there. Unfortunately, with the 6D we have, there's really no wrong answer. We trust them all. And you know, the most important, we can't get all wrapped up in those two. We've got to play our game, and we want to be aggressive, and we want to be pressuring them all over the ice. We start worrying, focusing too much on, on those two guys. It's going to take away from our game. We have a game plan. We know how we want to play uh, on ice awareness when they're on the ice, for sure. But again, we've got to make sure that we're playing Dallas Stars hockey first and foremost. When they came in here in December, we, we held them to very few scoring chances against, and that's their game plan tonight. Uh, their goalie came in here last year, last time on December 16th, had a great game. Bill, um, so we're expecting the same tonight. And that goaltender was Miko Koskinen. He gets the call again tonight. That's Rick Bonus, the head coach of the Dallas Stars. Special thanks to Jack Michaels for grabbing us that clip. Uh, all right, here we go to the Steen Oilers history for New West Travel. Join 630 Chad Jalen and I on a spectacular tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer. It includes daily meals, sightseeing, and spectacular events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Back on March the 3rd, 1977. 
Brendan and Escott, what happened? The WHA's Edmonton Oilers name ex-player Glenn Sather as the team's new head coach. He, of course, led the team through the dynasty years as the general manager was employed by the Oilers until the 1999-2000 season. Yeah, he was uh, he was the master. The funniest story ever for me about Glenn Sather, they were playing in Calgary and they were getting hosed, and Kerry Fraser tells the story, but... Uh, you know, there was a commotion behind the other bench and say there, uh, you know, Fraser went over to talk to say there, what's going on here? And say there made a comment like, these guys were saying how blink and awful you were and I was defending your honor and they just broke out laughing and diffused the whole situation. Glenn Sather, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. For information on trips to Austria, Iceland and Ireland and South Africa, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan, do we have time to fit our conversation with Caleb Jones in heading into tonight's game oh boy we can sneak it in if we go right now that's here we go we're back here in dallas and uh you know you're coming off a game last night against nashville 20 plus minutes and you can sense the confidence that jim playfair is starting to have in you and uh and i'm wondering how he's maybe played a part in you developing more confidence and feeling more comfortable it's going to happen right like you don't know what you got until maybe 250, 300 games in the NHL, the defenseman. But do you see yourself growing here uh, in Edmonton? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, Jim Playfair, um, from the start when I got here, he's he's been huge at um, kind of let me just find my way and play my game. And, and he showed me video on certain things, and especially on the defensive side of the puck. Um, he's kind of told me offensively, just I'm going to let you go play, do your thing. And But defensively, there's certain things that he wants done and a certain way. And, um, you know, I've as I've kept playing and getting more confidence, I think, um, you know, my entire game started to grow in, and now I feel like I'm playing the best hockey I've ever played in the NHL. Last night, teams in Nashville, you're in a 3-3 game. You guys score five goals in under six minutes. When you're out there, either on the ice with them or on the bench watching them, when you're playing with Connor and Leon, do you ever just kind of shake your head a bit and go, damn, I might be playing with the two best players on the planet right now? Yeah, we were talking about that last night. I'll, I'll say first, if, if you're on the ice with them, you look for them and you try to pass on the puck. That's the first thing you do. But, uh, no, I, I was talking about that with someone. You know, we, we might be playing with two of the greatest players that could, that you know, two of the greatest players ever in this game. You know, the way Leon's playing right now and then Connor's been doing it for how many years. And, you know, he's the same age as me. So it's uh, it's impressive to see. And you can catch yourself, uh, catch yourself watching them sometimes. But they're just, they're such good players. And they drive our team every night. And they're good leaders in the room, too. Can you speak to the inclusive nature of what Dave Tippett has done? Uh, this team's number one in the league in the power play. It's number two in the league in the penalty killing. It's growing. It's five-on-five game. It's like everybody's kind of got a role and a job to do in the team. And he makes I, – I, I'm not in the room, but I get the sense that he's making everybody feel a part of it. Yeah. He's given everyone um, specific roles, you know, whether it be penalty kill, power play, or, or, you know, a checking line role or, you know, whatever defensive pairing you're on. He, he tells you what he expects of you and wants from you. And, um, you know, he makes everyone feel like they're a big piece of the puzzle here. You know, so it's um, – it creates a good team environment. Everyone's been buying into the roles, and it's showing up right now in the, in the standings on the scoreboard every night. There you go. That is Caleb Jones of the Edmonton Oilers. What a great signing. I mean, if this guy can play everyday minutes at 850K for the next two years, look out. Oilers and Stars tonight, second of a back-to-back. 5 p.m. City Ford face-off show, 6.30 puck drop from America Airlines Center. Tomorrow, our guests will include Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, NHL Insider John Shannon. 
and one more voice from the past on tomorrow's show. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jayla and I. I will rejoin you at 5.05 from American Airlines Center. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.